Last week, I started talking about equity. I started talking about black equity. Um, so I was introduced to this and listen to people and read books and stuff. Uh, anyway, I was, I was watching, I think it was The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club, uh, Charlemagne the God was talking about, let's get this money. There we go, black people, let's get this money. So I'm glad he said that, equity. Um, Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God was talking to John Stewart. John Stewart was talking about during um, slavery and during, during uh, Jim Crow and all of those things where the, the, the beginning, I'm, I'm all in the comments, right. Um, during that time when black people were being pushed down, um, white people, their equity was rising. So um, it's important to know, of course, we all say it's important to know history. When the Emancipation Proclamation happened, and I'm not, I'm not gonna get too far into history, but this is important. Emancipation Proclamation happened, uh, the Civil War ended, uh, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. The next president that took over, I believe was Andrew Johnson, I believe. He reversed all of the things that Abraham Lincoln put into place. Okay, so that, the, the, the term uh, Spike Lee's slogan, 40 acres and a mule, uh, that started to happen around that time because black people were free and the government was at least attempting to try to give some things um, back to the black community. So we started getting land. Um, and when we started getting land, then we started to you know get businesses and all of those things. After that, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated then the next president came in and revoked all of this stuff because everybody knows that they were not trying to get rid of slavery. They were not trying to get, up, get rid of us, uh, black people picking cotton because that was the world's currency, right? Right. I mean, them. cotton was king. Um, a lot of the headquarters was, you know, overseas. I got to find the exact location. Um, but anyway, we had a demand to send all of this cotton to other places. So because of that, they were really trying to figure out what we're going to do. Okay. So when black people started to um, acquire more skills um, so they can feed their family, so they can start their own businesses, they put a lot of roadblocks in place for us not to acquire skills. So they made it hard for us to get other jobs. And then they, the only job that they would um, at large allow us to get was uh, picking cotton again because we were the ones picking cotton the whole time. So they're like, well, this is the only job you can get, so you might as well keep on doing this. But that was to keep the cotton production in place. So I say that, um, okay, and then after that happened, the land that they had given to black people and then taken from black people was then given uh, pretty effortlessly to white people. They dropped the price down really uh, far. Um, so it was so easy for them to acquire this land that they did not want to give to black people. So when you're talking about things like white privilege, whatever people, you know, people are, you know how people are, they're, they're really sensitive and I don't like that word and I'm not privileged and blah, blah, blah. This is not, that is not an exact, um, like tangible thing white privilege is this type of idea so we've already talked about that i don't want to get into that so this was an example of that we don't want to give it to these black people so we're just going to drop the price even if you weren't looking to buy land even if you wasn't really thinking about it I, it can it'll be like you know two cents just take this land because th these th 
the niggas are coming and they buying up stuff and they about to get money and blah, 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 blah. So just, you know, take this. So it was so easy for you to acquire land if you were white during that time. So then it becomes easy for you to pass that down to your children. Then it becomes easy for you to start the, that legacy of your family because you got this land that you didn't really, really work really hard to get because they was essentially just giving it away. And now you can pass this down. Now your kids got land, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So on that side, meaning the white side, the ideology of saying, well, just work for what you, you know, if you want it, work for. Nobody is systematically oppressing you. Well, again, when you talk about something being weaved into the system, that's what that's essentially what you're talking about. The ease of which you can acquire things and the difficulty of me being a black person, not being able to acquire, acquire things was happening since all the way back there. So. When you talk about equity, equity talks about fairness um, and not being partial or impartiality, you know? So during this time, everything that's going on, um, it's important for you as a black person to um, continuously be learning, uh, to uh, continuously understand things like money, understand things like if there are, if the statistic is correct, excuse me, that says the average wealthy person has seven streams of income. Well, the first thing you need to do is figure out what those seven streams are. We only know about one stream because um, that's the stream that pretty much everybody has. Go get a job. You work for some money. You work eight hours, you work 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever the case is, work, and then you get paid. Well, that's only one stream of income, you know, working it. That's, that, that's what that is, a job, the job that you have. So what are the other six streams? You can't start to, start to build your wealth from the other six streams if you don't know what they are, if you never think about them. If you never read about them, if you even if you don't, you feel like it's a lot of information. It's time out for all of that. Learn it in a small way. Learn what dividend income is. Income is. Learn what capital gain income is. Real estate income. You know, profit income. Um, I used to know them like two weeks ago when I was saying them all the time. Um, but just learn what those are. You can just Google it. Google the seven streams of income, and then it'll start to tell you. So then just pick one learn about it and then make your way towards that stream okay it may take a month it may take two months it may take six months but the 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 the, the fact is once you reach that stream of income it's two which is better than one i heard warren warren buffett say um i believe it was warren buffett one stream of income is too close to zero too close to zero so take that to heart like take it and think about it like yo that's serious meaning I am one emergency away from living paycheck to paycheck. The average person, uh, I think it's person, I don't think it's black person. I think the average person can't afford something like a $400 emergency. Like all it takes is for something, your refrigerator to stop working, or all it takes is for a carburetor or an alternator or something to go out on your car, one emergency to happen and you are stuck. You are essentially 
economically stranded. You have you have no way to pay for that because people don't save. And get out of the habit of saving just to stack money in the bank. Wealthy people don't even save that way. Wealthy people going to Google now. I'll be back. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Quinshawn. But wealthy people save for a purpose. I'm saving this money so I can then do something with it. Whether it's start another business, whether it's invest into this stock, whether it's whatever the case is, they save money for a purpose. If you're saving money, but you don't know what it's for, then it's essentially not doing you any good. All right. Um, even if you're saving money just to put it into account so it can grow interest, save it for a purpose. You know, um, so anyway, when you talk about that's what this conversation is, and hopefully this conversation, excuse me, continues to be, is to have a conversation about growing your equity, equity, growing your wealth in the form of land, in the form of property, in the form of investments. Those are the things that you can pass down. Build your wealth with a skill. I just told you all the other bit of information in the beginning as far as skills um, when during the Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, Black Wall Street, the big reason black people were thriving during that time is because, um, there were, everybody had a skill. First of all, we were forced to shop with our own. So it was, it was support. It may have been false support or it may have been, um, whatever label you want to put on it, but it, we were supporting each other because we had to. But that means there was a black grocery store. That means there was a black dentist. There was a black electrician. There was a black plumber. All of these, did they have plumbing back then? I think they did. Even if they didn't, whatever was the thing back then, it was black people who was running those businesses. So that skill, a shoe shiner, you went to a black person because that black person had that skill, you know? Um, so over time, we have gotten away from acquiring skills because um, college has been more popular and you can go get something that's not necessarily skill-based, but it's more knowledge-based. I'm not saying that's a problem, but I'm saying it's kind of a problem where all of these things now during the pandemic or during Corona, um, all non-essential jobs are shut down. Where if you have a skill or a skill-based business, then you are still pretty much in business right now. It may fluctuate between, you know, certain businesses, but pretty much if you are, if you have a skill, then you're working. If you run a tax business, it don't matter if it's a pandemic, you still got to pay your taxes, you know? So if you have that business, it's, it's not recession proof, it's recession resistant. It's not, you know, pandemic proof, but it's pandemic resistant. You know, and if you add that a part of the things that, you know, with all of your wealth knowledge and money information and, you know, with all of your home passage down to your kids, you can pass that skill down to your kids as well, because that's really the essentially what a family business is. My grandfather was a farmer. My grandfather taught my dad. My dad was a farmer. My dad taught me. Now I'm a farmer. Three generations of farmers. You know, so you've essentially passed down a way for your children to make money, a way for your children to grow their wealth. So you take your wealth and you expand it. You grow it because now you pass that down to your kids. You know, uh, I thought somebody said something. So anyway, so those are the things that we need to be talking to each other about and sharing information as it relates to each other. What do you know? 
that has benefited you in your life, in your finances, in your family? And what can you teach me so now I can know, so it can benefit me and my family and my wealth and yada, and pass those things down. Um, so go back to businesses. When you talk about black businesses, here's, here's the thing. We all know that over time, we weren't able to, am I talking too fast? Anyway, we all know that you only pass down what you know. You only pass down the information that, um, that, that you know, again. So if you don't know about starting or how to start a business, you're not going to pass that down to your kids. If you don't know about, um, you know, how to change a tire, you're not going to pass that information down to your kids. So if you have a business and you know about tax information and you know about all these things, that's what you're going to pass down to your kids because you know it and it has helped you. Well, over time, historically, black people didn't have a lot of information to pass down because we weren't able to acquire the information in the first place. We know about starting a business. We don't necessarily know about running a business. We don't necessarily know at large about how to keep that business sustainable. You know, we're excited that you started a business, but we also should be excited when that business hits the one year mark and it hits the two year mark and it hits the five year, 10 year, 10 years in business, that's great. Because if we all start businesses, but they flop and they fail in the next seven months, that doesn't do anything any good for us personally. And it doesn't do anything good for us for our community at large, because that's another black business that has fallen that we can't go to and support now. So that brings me to this conversation about black businesses in terms of um, us being very vocal when the business does something that we're not either proud of or something that we don't care for. Like they have bad customer service or you ordered something and it didn't, you know, the food wasn't right. Or you walked in and it wasn't very pleasant or the walls look dirty or whatever the case is. It's time for us to stop shunning the business or stop talking bad about it on Facebook or tweeting about it. Don't go there because, you know, I asked for tartar sauce and they ain't giving no tartar sauce and blah, 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 blah. Well, if that, if, if, if everything that you're doing is to tear the business down, the business can't grow from that and the business can't continue to succeed. I understand we all want good service. I'm not saying just take whatever service they give you. But I am saying we got to work to a place to where we want to help the business continue to succeed and pause our madness or us being upset because the business didn't do what we were, what we wanted them to do. For example, I, I'll tell you this. We all have sto stories either from you personally or stories from other people where we continue to patronize businesses and they continuously do us wrong, disrespect us, mistreat us, da 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 da. One of the quickest examples I can think of is a nail salon for a women. For women, we all know that a lot of times um, the Asian community is in the nail salon business. I I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but the and a lot of businesses that I have been in, the Asian community 
seems like they don't really care about customer service. Either you're going to shop here or you're not. Like, that's their attitude. Either you you want this or you don't. It don't matter how I'm talking to you. It don't matter if I'm being disrespectful. It don't matter if I'm speaking a language that you don't understand. And I'm really making it seem like I'm talking about you. Either you want your nails done or not. Are, are you staying or are you going? You know, are you finished or are you done type of situation? But we will continue to go there. I don't want to get into the ideology of why, because I don't know about all of that yet. But I know if, if we can do that type of thing where we continuously go and it don't matter how they treat us, then we can do the same thing with each other. We are really hard on each other. And I think it comes from a good place as far as we want the best for each other and we want ourselves to be seen in the best light. But on the opposite side, we tend to really jump on each other as quickly as we can. Business-wise, I'm not talking about what we do when we playing jokes. We joke. That's what we do. That's how we get through shit. That's how we get through situations. But in business, we can. It would be helpful if we used more grace, so our businesses to can continue. Excuse me, to grow and learn. Because if they have bad customer service, they probably didn't know that. They probably just said, "I'm gonna start this business." Why? Because everybody tell me I need to, and it's really important. That don't mean we know the systems of a business. That don't mean we know all of the behind the scenes. It's important and we should know that. We should actively go get that information. I'm not saying we shouldn't. You know, if we're gonna start a business, we should wanna start a business that's the best business we can start. But a lot of times at the moment, in the moment, we don't think about that. Society is comfortable with us being employees, not entrepreneurs. Learn and show your kids. Exactly. Learn and show your kids. Um, and that includes business structure. Learn and show your kids business structure. So if you want to pass down a business um, or a skill that your child can use as a business or to be in business, then also pass down the business structure. Also pass down the importance of having good customer service. Also pass down the importance of being able to temper your emotions. You know, also pass down the importance of being able to um, still communicate effectively, even if you are upset. That's important as well. Because anything that anybody else outside of our community can use against us, they will use it. It, does, it doesn't matter if they are have the same emotions as us in the exchange. If they can use something against us, they will. Does that mean stop being angry? No, it doesn't mean stop being angry. But watch what you do when you're angry. If you're a Bible person, then you know the scripture says, be angry and sin not. So in this situation, be angry, but keep yourself out of trouble. You know, keep yourself in the best possible position so you can be there to run your business. Because you don't want anybody coming in to try to do or say anything that puts your business in jeopardy. Because when your business is in jeopardy, that's your livelihood. Your livelihood is in jeopardy. When your business is in jeopardy, then um, the ability to pass that business down to your kids is in jeopardy. That information, that knowledge, that's in jeopardy. We all know some allies that are not black who are trying to help and want to help, yada, yada, yada. 
but we all know it's other people out there that are not allies who who wants to see that business fail who wants who doesn't want another black business in their community in their area down in the in the uh shopping center with all the other businesses i don't want this black business here so anything i can do to provoke or to uh continue or to agitate a situation whatever the case is whatever i can whatever the case is be diligent about doing the best thing for your business because that affects everything that's connected to you those are the conversations we need to be having and that includes you as a black person going to another black business and it not going the way you think it should go don't be so quick to dog them out don't be so quick to talk bad about them or to you know report them or give them a bad yelp review review or tell somebody else don't go here because blah no that doesn't mean if you say something, they're going to take it the right way and they're going to say, oh, thank you so much, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, like, let the intention be there, at least. Let them know that, yo, you want this to succeed and this is the experience that you had. And if we can work together, then I can come back here and give you another opportunity to right that wrong or to fix that situation or for me to have a better experience the next time I come here. But I can't do that if I never go back. And then I can't do that if you end up closing your doors. So that's important. Learn to pass down to your kids. And also be supportive in a way that is constructive. Constructive support is important for us. constructive or supportive constructive no supportive what am i saying i just said it construction i don't know you know what i'm saying i might have said it wrong in the beginning but anyway be supportive in a constructive way you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying be constructive in a supportive way that's important so um if i can go back a little bit um Research need-based businesses. Those are the things. We all uh, love black-owned clothing lines. We love it. Like, it's beautiful. I'm not saying they should go away and we should not support. I have ventured in and started that as well. It's been bumpy and I've been trying to figure out how to do it for the last couple years. But I know when I go on uh, my website to try to figure out things to design or things to um, be able to sell. I know they give me a big old uh, message that says, hey, anything that's non-essential, we're not shipping out right now. So I can make a t-shirt that says black is beautiful or black matters or whatever I can say on it, but they're not shipping that right now because that's not essential. So look into the idea of starting a need-based business most of the time need-based businesses or or skills that you can acquire don't take the same amount of financial um um it don't take the same amount of money as going to college i'm in no way saying you shouldn't go to college but i'm saying example this is what i'm doing i have a job and i've been blessed uh because i'm in the education realm so 
I still have a job and I will have a job for the next school year. Praise the Lord. Um, but what I am also doing is studying to become a home inspector because people's people's people are still buying homes. People still need a place to live. And if you need a place to live, you need that home inspected so you can move forward with the buying process. So that is, that is what I am doing. I will become a home inspector. Those are the things I can pass down to my kids, that information, that knowledge. And then they take the test, which is, you know, given by the state, it's $129. And that's something, a skill that he has or that he will have, he can perform at 18. He can go to college. He can stay with, with that. He can do something else. But at least you have a skill to be able to utilize to fund your college or fund your apartment or, or, or whatever. And I only am doing that and going in that direction because of the things that I learned from my dad, because my dad was a contractor. So I have been up under the house. I've been in the house. I've been uh, in, in attics, been on the roof. Like I, I've done a little bit of everything since I was 12 years old. So those are the things that I pay attention to inside of structures, inside of buildings, automatically, without even thinking about it. If I see a crack in your foundation, then I immediately say, oh, the ground shifted over here within the last couple years. And the crack better not be too big because that's gonna be a real problem for you. That's water intrusion. Water gets in there. That, like, that's just automatic. Oh, I can see the uh, tape embedding up under that uh, wall. That wasn't done. You got a nail sticking out. That nail wasn't embedded correct. Like, that's just automatic. I automatically do that. So it was something, skills and things to pay attention to and knowledge that was passed down to me. And I don't know if he was doing it on purpose or he just needed help. So I was 12 and he was like, come go with me. Hold this tape for me. You know. Nail this up here. I have no idea if it was on purpose, but I'm going to take that information and then I'm going to grow it into more information. And then I'm going to take all of that information and pass that down to my two kids. Is this, does that mean he's going to join the family business and start that? I don't know what is, he's only nine and 12. But I know this information is going to be helpful for you down the line. So I'm saying it's important. So learn a skill, whatever it is that you know, teach that to your kids, especially if you have used what you know to make money. If you have used what you know to make money, that's what you teach. That's what you pass down. If you do not have a skill, a skill that's need-based that I would encourage you to look into, keep learning new ways to get residual income. There you go. We said that earlier. There we go. <laughs> right um i forgot what i was saying oh yes if you don't know or have a need-based skill then learn it like i said it don't take the same amount of money as you going to college to get a degree and again i'm not saying don't get a degree go get a degree if that's what you want to do if that's close to your heart if that's what god is telling you if that's you know if those are your interests go get a degree but I guarantee you that extra skill that you know is not going to be for nothing. 
it's not it's not going to be for nothing if you treat it like it's important and then do something with important information we all have important information but that don't mean we use it all the time that don't mean we tell other people that need to hear it information i.e what i'm doing right now all of this stuff is just information that i have acquired over the last whatever two years so when you get information tell it to other people and this is about black equity and black wealth and black advancement. So the goal is to tell other black people, that's what we need. We need that sense of, hey guys, let's work together. We're already going through a lot mentally. We're gonna get into that at another time because those are the things that we need to continue to learn from and continue to um, get healing over, continue to work our way through those um, acts of trauma or thoughts of trauma or whatever. But this is the beginning of that. These are the conversations that we need to have with each other. What do I know that will be beneficial for you to know, black person, black man, black woman? And this is just what the topic of conversation is today. Um, if you're here and you haven't looked at the comments, look at the comments because we got a lot of people, i.e. Sydney Castillo, uh, give it a whole bunch of information I'm talking about. <laughs> so watch the videos that he's talking about um get the information and tell again tell somebody tell somebody here's the other thing and hopefully i'll end on this um there are a lot of things going on in the media there are a lot of things going on with businesses um as far as them changing what they're gonna do and your mama is is um disrespectful and it's racist so we're gonna take and your mama off the box we're going to redo whatever we're going to redo. It's a lot of, you know, in the entertainment world, a lot of people are, um, uh, a lot of white people who have played black uh, animation characters are stepping down from their roles and saying black people should, play, or black actors should play, you know, the voices for black animation. Um, they're tearing down statues all over the place. This is racist and people changing flags. All this kind of stuff is going on. Is it good? I mean, sure. But here's the thing, black people. Do not get distracted and say, this is good. Now I'm going to go to sleep. This is good. Now I'm going to turn my TV off. Or this is good. Now I'm going to put the book that I've been reading about how to get money down. No, this is the time for you to lean in. This is the time for you to continue to acquire knowledge. Pay attention because it's really good, especially when you talk about big organizations. It's really, um, it's not uncommon for them to do a lot of speaking and talking and writing articles and telling you what they're going to do. And then we be satisfied with the fact that they said they were going to do something. And then we go, yeah, thank you. And we don't ask them about it after the fact we don't continue to ask them about it hey you said you're giving loans to you know black businesses what's that all about where's the link i saw pepsi on twitter they were talking about we donating all this money and we're going to do this and give to businesses and yada 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 and then i tweeted pepsi hey how can we continue to follow what you're doing where are the links to all these uh black business loans or this information these grants that you're giving out where's where are the links at 
Where the links at though? How can I click on something that takes me to an application to be able to put my name and business in so you can run me my money? Where is that at? Because it's real easy for you to say, you know, we, I'm an actor and I'm a white person and I've been playing a black person in animation and I'm a step down. Okay, well, you need somebody else to fill the role. So when are the auditions for Cleveland on Family Guy? Because that guy, Michael, whoever, he stepped down. He's been playing Cleveland for 20 years. Okay, who else? Who's going to do it? You tearing down all these statues, that's great. Are you putting another statue up of a black person? Where's the George Washington Carver statue? Or the black, whoever. Where, where, what's gonna go up in place? Because I guarantee you it's gonna be real easy for them to say, we tore the statue down. Okay. Are you, are, what are you, what? And, like what else are you doing? But if we don't ask, if we don't continue to lean in, if we don't continue to call them for, you know, say, hey, like what are we doing? What, what's what's that? What's next? Because if we told you that, if we told you that's what we were looking for, it'd be different. All of the conversations have been about equality and equity. Tearing down a statue don't change a law. Tearing down a statue does not help black people uh, make it easier for them to own a home, which is uh, like one of the top two ways for uh, increasing and establishing wealth in America. Owning a home. So you tearing down a statue, are you gonna help me get a house? And this is not help like help like you know we asking for a bunch of stuff like we're begging this is not begging this is not a begging situation but if in the beginning of this video i talked about the 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 difficulty with us being able to acquire those things and those roadblocks still being in place up until this day that's what the conversation is about so do not let anybody, any business, any news, uh, any article, anything distract you from continuing to move towards equality and equity for black people. I'm not saying everybody, but, I, but some of them want to do it so we can stop the conversation. So we can stop talking about equity. So we can stop talking about the fact that the, the people who shot Breonna Taylor are, are, haven't been arrested yet. And if we put Aunt Jemima all across the news to say, look what's happening. Everybody's changing. They, oh my gosh. Breonna Taylor. Like those are the things that you continue to talk about. We tore down the statue. Cool. Brianna Taylor, like home loans. You know, investing in black business, investing in black communities. Because if you go back to police brutality, 
poorer communities, uneducated communities have the highest crime rate. Because that, that is the root of the problem. They don't have any money and they have less education. And a lot of times that's only like that because of how the neighborhoods are set up. So if you wanna fix an issue like police brutality or over-policing or whatever, you start with money. Give these people an opportunity to get jobs that they've been kept away from. Give these people an opportunity, not give, you know what I mean. I'm saying, again, and it's not, no, I'm, yeah, give these people an opportunity. It's not about giving, it's about the opportunity. The opportunity to make money and the opportunity to go to school. The opportunity to get a skill. I have to do more research on this, but I, not too long ago, I heard about the idea of going to into the black communities back in the day to push college. Because if you push college and more young black students, yeah, go to college, then less of them will go acquire a skill. Because when black people have skills, that's how you get black Wall Street. So if in, in 19, if the, in the 1920s, you don't want black people to get skills because they create things like Black Wall Street. It's real easy for you to push segregation or desegregation, excuse me. It's real easy for you to do that. Because with them having less skills, then they have less businesses. If they have less businesses, then their communities will be basically lesser because there's, there's less money to go into the community. Because when you have money, you invest it in the businesses in your community. So if there are not a lot of black businesses, there's not a lot of opportunities for people to invest in the black community. That's why I keep talking about skills. But this part of the conversation was about don't be distracted. So look on the news and say, oh, they taking Aunt Jemima down and Uncle Ben. Okay. Where is the money, though? Where is the opportunity for you to put your money where your mouth is? That's what you lean into. What are you going to do about this law? What are you going to do about this legislation? That's what we would like to talk about. And you make them talk about it when you talk about it. And again, this whole thing is, is not even about talking to them. There's time for that. But right now is Black Friday. So talk to each other about that. When you see, boom. Anybody watching, if you're still here, Comerica Bank. I saw a, uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago, whatever. Comerica Bank is trying to, is it, nah. Comerica Bank, this is their effort to uh, give back to the black community and the black business community.
So they have something about a loan or something about money for black businesses. So anybody who's looking uh, or watching right now, if you have a black business, if you know somebody with a black business, don't go tell them, hey, you know, Google Comerica Bank. You Google Comerica Bank and black businesses or, or loans or whatever, find the link to whatever they're talking about and then send the link to somebody you know with a black business. Make sure it's actual information that you're handing off and telling people about, not rumors. People don't wanna hear what you say and then go look, look it up and then they find that it's a rumor. No, help them. Again, this is about, help, this is about helping each other. This is about passing information back and forth that, that's needful for one another. So find the link, Comerica Bank, um and small black businesses find what the, where the link is the application is the the um the criteria all of that send that to somebody that you know all right so that's that's about it like i don't i don't have anything to say next friday we will uh talk about something else oh i was supposed to say this a long time ago if um i've started i don't have to i don't know why i raised my hand sorry uh there is a um organization that i have created um for the advancement of black people uh so black people can grow strengthen and thrive it's called grow strengthen thrive uh gst you can go to gstnow.org to check it out you can also go to um i'm gonna try to put a link to the facebook group um now i'm gonna pull that up and you can go i'm putting it in the in the chat right now that's the facebook link and then gstnow.org so go check both of those things out um be a part of that oh and on instagram at So yeah, follow us there, check out the website, um, be a part of the conversation, be a part of what's going on. Uh, if you get involved some kind of way, um, if it's not publicly, just learn more. Um, it's early voting going on right now. If you are in Texas, um, I voted on Monday. Um, so uh, yeah, go vote. I think this is the uh, house representative you know, for uh, Texas. So that's important because this is a local election. And those are the elections that have the least amount of turnout. So, um, and those are the most important elections. So let's flip that around. Um, and if you don't know what the house representative does, um, then, excuse me, I'm sorry. Go look that up too. Go figure out what they do and why it's important that you are part of this um, process. Okay. Um, so yes, grow, strength, and thrive. Go check that out. Go read about it. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, comment below or DM us on uh, Instagram or whatever. Go follow us on the Facebook group. Do all of that. Um, so anyway, I will be back next Friday with another Black Friday and some more stuff to talk about to help the Black community. Black on Black. It's probably what it's going to be called, but then I got it. It's probably going to be something after that too. But um, yeah, thanks a lot for uh, listening, for paying attention. Um, go tell somebody. Uh, go Google Need Based Businesses. Pass it down to your kids.
all that good stuff. So um, yeah, hit me up and let's uh, continue to talk. Let's continue to grow and strengthen each other and one another and uh, thrive in our communities. All right, next Friday until then, peace.